this is Ehi. And I'm Delia. And we are back with another episode. And today's one, I'm excited about it. Are you excited Me about too. it? Me too. We're <laughs> so excited about it. Um, today we're going to discuss our testimonies. Yeah, we have been waiting to do this episode. We think it's so cool that we both kind of ended up in the same place, even with yeah. such different testimonies. Yep, and I think that is a testament. That is a testament <laughs> of a testimony. There we go. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better. Um, we're also probably going to talk about cultural Christianity and how it kind of affects us as, you know, what we'd like to say we are as cool Christians. <laughs> we always say we're cool Christians. Yep. Yes, we are going to talk about cultural Christianity. Sorry, that was Brew <laughs> on the sofa, moving and sleeping. Oh my god, we should get him like to sniff into the microphone. Oh my gosh, yeah, we should get him to so sniff, sniff into yes. the microphone at yes. the end. <laughs> but no, we are so excited to talk about cultural Christianity today. It's a subject that both of us are very passionate about. Yeah. Especially in this day and age with kind of like the influx of social media and I feel like especially too like a lot of stars are kind of bringing it into the limelight you have it both sides it's it's a very interesting time for Christianity and especially with the past year yeah of people kind of being quarantined and I don't know like just a lot of self-reflection going on across the country for people mm-hmm. our age I think it's such an interesting time to be a part of the church yeah and to have that kind of aspect of still relating to culture but having a Christian perspective as well. For sure. I completely agree. Um, I think we should just get into it then. Yeah. Uh, shall we start with testimonies? Let's start with testimonies. Yeah, I think you, we should do that. Do you want to start first? Yeah, because I'll... Oh, thank you. I'll probably take forever in no, a day. that's okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to condense. Uh, basically... It started... It all in started... In 1812. <laughs> Many, many moons ago. <laughs> Two fortnights ago. <laughs> I doth seen. Um, so, <laughs> basically, I had grown up in a Christian household, predominantly um, Anglican, just mostly non-denominational, though. My parents really didn't really have much of a denomination ever. Um, Christianity was just Christianity, our faith and our relationship with God. So I you know, went to church every Sunday, was raised up in the church, um, and I hated it. (laughs) I really did not like going to church. I felt very, like, it was much, it was very much a chore for me. I did not like Sunday school because I felt like I was smarter than all the children there. Um, which is so rude. (laughs) No, I didn't, but I, like, I feel so rude, but I, I was one of those kids who was, like, very, know it all and because I had older sisters wow, what an asshole. I really was <laughs> as as a like younger child I felt like I knew a lot more than people my age because I had older siblings so I felt like oh my god like I listened to Destiny's Child and like you know I know all about like Eminem and like I thought I was cooler I than exactly everyone <laughs> what you're talking about. yeah oh gosh I would have hated we like, would not, we have, been not have been friends definitely more passive okay good uh maybe we would have been friends yeah maybe. that's what I can't stand <laughs> yeah no I was never argumentative I was just I was just the type of person who felt like I was too cool for Sunday school literally oh, and it was sunday only sunday school school like regular school you were fine i was sunday fine school, sunday school i was like peasants, peasants. get away she's so silly um looking back at it now but yeah i just didn't enjoy it like i wanted to be at grown-up church like i just yeah that whole shindig so um 
I usually like faked sickness on Sundays. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, my mom would be like, y'all going to church. <laughs> Get up. <laughs> y'all going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mom. So, uh, yeah, I basically grew up in church, but I didn't really grow up being a part of church. Um, and until that was pretty much until my middle my middle school uh no, no no like my freshman year of high school Were you in, this was in brunei, in brunei. yeah okay. um yeah i was having a really tough time and so my dad was like hey you're gonna go to youth camp this year and at my oh, not youth camp. oh yes it, it was like youth <laughs> it camp, was youth, youth camp. camp at my church it was like a really big deal and all the youth all the youth ministry would like rejoice like every year when it was around that time, they'd make the announcements, like the morning announcements at, at church. And they'd be like, all right, well, we have youth camp coming up and all the youth, they'd always sit together and they always seemed so happy and like talking with each other. And I was just kind of like on the outskirts, like, uh, and everybody'd be like, yeah, youth camp. And I was like, I don't understand what is going on here. Like, Oh my gosh, anyone who's not, like, yeah. you just grow up in the church is probably like, what, what the, the heck? heck? Yeah. This sounds so culty. Yeah. <laughs> it can be. <laughs> Some churches, yeah, but not mine. My church, I like, oh my goodness. My church in Brunei was just filled with the most amazing people who I still cherish to this day. Um, and it was just, you felt, I felt good looking at them and like, I wanted to be a part of that, but I felt also distant so like I didn't feel like my faith was anywhere close or that I would be accepted so it was more of a personal issue than you know feeling like because you know how some churches like maybe their youth ministry or whatever can be very clicky mine was not anyway so my parents forced me to go to Sunday uh to go to Sunday school to go to youth youth camp and it changed my freaking life um it was amazing I met the most amazing like girls guys friends leaders like f literally fell headfirst in love with my youth group and just my faith was renewed my life was renewed I just felt so good um and that actually I do think that was ninth grade because I had just come back from America yeah so it was just like a big like just a whirlwind of change. Oh my God, my friends love like the same things that I like. Like it doesn't matter if I like secular music, they do too. Like we're bumping to Biggie in the car. Oh, like, we're, <laughs> in the car. Oh you know, like God. it wasn't what I thought it was. Right. And I had like a preconceived notion, which was wrong of me, but yeah, ended up really changing my faith. I became a youth leader. I was a worship leader. Yeah. Yeah. I like grew into my own. And then I moved to the United States of America. And then, <laughs> and then um, my faith definitely, yeah, shit hit the fan. Um, I was, I had no choice but to go to like my mom's church. And my mom's church was very different to the church that I had grown up in, in Brunei. Um, it was more so an African church. And like, African church is fun. Like you're dancing, you're busting on the on the on the on the at the pulpit. What is a pulpit? What even is a pulpit? It's like where the pastor stands. What? Pulpit. Like the um. What's yeah. It called? Yeah. The pulpit. Okay. The pulpit. Okay. Hey, okay. okay. you know what? The more you know. The more you know. Do 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 do. So, um, yeah, it was just it's like a party, but 
it's also very long. <laughs> like, yeah, how long are the services? I would be in church at least for four hours. No. At least. No, I could not. <laughs> and as a teenager, like, you don't want to be anywhere for four hours. It's a prom. Like, what did you talk about for four hours? Girl. It was like 80% worship and 20% sermon. Mm, like 50-50, but like oh a long God. ass. So yeah. You're in there like worshiping for two hours. Literally. And if you don't, like, if you, like, if there was like a revival or something that day, like somebody needed to be... Okay, wait, what is a revival? Prayed for. I mean, just, just, so just basically, like, if somebody had, if, uh, so, like, in this one particular church, like, we don't go there anymore, he was, he, not a medium, what's, like, the Christian equivalent of a medium? Of a medium? Like, a prophet a little bit, oh. so you prophesy and be like, oh, yeah, you're going through-ish, so, like, let's pray for you kind of thing, and so that would even increase the time of... Wait, service so like length did service your length. church believe that like some people were just designated prophets like it was separate like they had some yeah a little okay. bit yeah it was basically like an epis uh, episcopal i can't say that word to save myself episcopal no, episcopal episcopal but episcopals are like normal i feel like you're thinking like pentecostal Yes, yes, there we go. Pentecostal. Yes. Yeah. This church was definitely like, Pentecostal. It? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the African <laughs> version of the Pentecostal's it's, church. Yes. I'm thinking like snake holding type. Oh, maybe not that. That's Pentecostal. Oh. That's like ah. excess Pentecostal. Okay, yeah, no. They're in like that's... the mountains of West Virginia with like, if the snakes bite me, I'm meant to die. It's the Lord's will. No, that's just. Yeah, that's... I, watched an, I watched a Netflix documentary on it. Um, I'm good. If you guys don't know, I am very. This is going to sound really creepy, but <laughs> if I could just, like, watch one type of show for the rest of my life, it would be, like, cult and religious documentaries. Yeah. Also, prison. I really like prison documentaries. What? It's really off topic, but I don't know. It's something I... about prison shows. <laughs> just, oh, it gets, I could watch it for 10 hours a day. <laughs> and here I am, like, binge-watching Love Island. I know. Never the Bachelor. Prison, nor do I plan on going to prison, but... If anyone has cool prison stories that they want to share, I would love to hear it. What is going on? Prison, cult, religion, or true crime. Just the four pillars oh, yeah. of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can't confirm. Can't confirm Can't the confirm subject of true. Delia. <laughs> Um, right, so yeah. Skirt, skirt. So, <laughs> I yeah, I didn't really like it. Um, and this is nothing against like those kinds of churches or anything like that. It just really wasn't my scene. Um, and so by the time I was able to like go to my own church, like I made friends who were at um, a more non-denominational church. I was like, bet I'm going with you. Um, and then I found my church, but then I was in college and then college hit and college was not a fun time. And, um, <laughs> Brute is so cute on the couch. He's like, he's, he's, he's big snoozing right, right now. Um, yeah. Then I found college and college was a really tough time. Definitely prioritized friends over faith and, that was a big mis <laughs> it was a big mistake, um, and it led to quite a lot of hurt and but heartache. I wouldn't say that was um, it wasn't a mistake. A mistake. I, I think mean, yeah. I feel like that's so common for 
women well anyone who's right in their college years like yeah it's hard to 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 keep your faith yeah and also i feel like if you come to college and you're not immediately like plugged into anything yeah it makes it that much more difficult to get into some community group Mm -hmm. once you 100 yeah 100 100 percent. and i had been really good friends with like my friends from high school and all that stuff and then those friendships kind of left and uh, evaporated um and so i really for like a semester i was alone like i just didn't have my friend one of my closest friends like moved away and like I just felt really alone. And then I met like another group of friends that was really amazing. Like, and all this time, like I always had asked God for friends and I've always been surrounded by friends because in Brunei, I was literally surrounded by people all the time, 24 seven. I wasn't, I don't think I was popular. I just think everybody, like everybody just kind of knew everybody and everybody hung out with everybody. At least that was my experience. Um, I just felt very connected to a lot of people. Um, I, I was never the one, the person who had just like one best friend. Like even still, I have like so many of you guys that I can call best friend. Like I don't have just like one. Um, so yeah. Anyway, then I got into some trouble and it sounds, oh God, I didn't get into trouble, trouble, but like just life drama, trouble, boy trouble, that kind of thing. Uh, I had gone to a community college and then I was transferring to a four year and that was the hardest point in my life. So I went through my first like quote unquote heartbreak (laughs) and I was feeling very lost. And so again, you know, Hey God, it's me again. Can I have friends? (laughs) Um, and I specifically asked for Christian friends as you know because I felt like I had friends from um all different backgrounds again so I was like good but I was like no I need more faith-based friends um and that's when literally one night I was just kind of like sad and I was like I need to get plugged into some kind of ministry here and I looked online on Towson's like club thing and then I see this cute I like filter out for like religious groups and I see delight delight Towson and the rest is history history. that's where I met Delia obviously we went through this on our first episode um so I'll give you just a little bit of a synopsis walked in everybody was super cute Delia was in like the most trendy outfit I think she was wearing like bell bottoms yes she had on her fedora I was like this is I did not I was not wearing a fedora pretty sure you were weren't you fedora's like you were wearing a cute hat a high school musical hat Okay, no, not the fedora. What That's are those? Not What's a the Okay, to clear up, do no one I was not wearing a fedora. I would like, like Sharpay's die. brother. Yes, that's literally I'm not I would look like Sharpay's brother. What do you call the the it's hats that we a, have? They're just hats. They're like the trendy hats. They're like the free people or the lack of color. Yeah, hats. it's a fedora. It's not called a fedora. I'm telling you. I'm going to look this up. A fedora <laughs> is a high school musical Lucas Gravel. <laughs> I'm gonna women's Don't let anyone fool you. Don't let Ahi spread these fake lies. Fedora. Haha. <laughs> fedora. Structured felt fedora. Okay, it was a structured hat. It was it was one of those trendy hats that all those girls wear <laughs> out to brunch. You know what I'm talking about. Where was so I? Wearing yeah. Cute hat and bottom jeans <laughs> is the synopsis of the story. Okay. Yes, and I was like, ah, oh, I love her outfit. Like, and then I sat there and I literally poured my heart out for 
a good 30 minutes and then I peaced out because I had a basketball game and yep my life was never the same and now we're here and now we're here but yeah that's basically my testimony well my testimony is much more boring than that but I guess like a little different in the sense that so I grew up in a non-christian household but I had Christian influence if that makes sense so my parents have been divorced my whole life like I've never lived with my dad my mom was the one like I have a great relationship with both of my parents but my mom was the one who raised me like she had full custody of me so like everything was through her and her and her whole side of the family are fully atheists like not agnostic like they just believe like there is absolutely nothing you just peace out when you die and you're just in the ground yeah that's it um and my dad was Catholic and he's been an on and off practicing Catholic, but the schools in our area, they weren't like, they weren't ever bad, but they weren't great. And I'm an only child. And so I was grateful enough that my parents were able to put me in Catholic school. And so I did the whole Catholic school thing from like <laughs> K through 12, you know, the little wow. plaid skirts and oh, whatever. so trendy. Go to mass every week. <laughs> So I grew up going to Catholic school, so I ended up having that influence from my, like, you know, you have to yeah. take religion classes, you would go to mass. Right. I know when I was in elementary and middle school, we didn't have, like, mass every... It wasn't every, that serious. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that serious. Um, my high school wasn't either. I never went to any, like, uber religious schools. They were kind of just, like... It's just the, more so tradition yeah, it was than it was religion. Catholic yeah. schools of the area. If you're from Maryland, like, you know kind of how they are. Yeah. Um... And so I grew up with that, and again, it was something where I had never really had a concept of faith. Like, I went through Sunday school, I did, I you know, I got confirmed, I did my first communion, yeah. did all of those Catholic things, but I just did it to check the boxes because right. I, my dad was in and out of Catholicism, and but I never really found kind of any closeness from that. I never really felt like I had a personal relationship with God. Right. It was just I go here on Sunday, I sit here for an hour, I say the same things over and over again, yeah. and then I leave, and that was it. I never prayed. I never did anything else related to Christianity besides that. Yeah. Um. And then I ended up finding really finding my faith in college. Which was different than I, because I, I didn't have that kind of, like, epiphany moment when right. I was younger. I think it would have been cool if I did, but I'm really grateful for the way that my testimony ended up playing out. Um, and so I hate to keep, like, bringing it back to Delight, but for both of us in different seasons of our lives, yeah. Delight brought us back to God. God, yeah. Um, Sorry, Bruce snoring <laughs> over on the couch right now and twitching. He's so cute. He's so cute. I love him. But, um, so if you don't know, I know we talked about it in our first episode, but Delight is a Christian ministry. And so if you if you guys are familiar with any of the other Christian ministries, like Young Life, Crew, kind of those bigger ones on college campuses, it's similar, but it's a all-women's ministry. Um, And it's really rooted in fostering vulnerability. So they make it a point to emphasize that they understand that you're in your college years. They understand that there's a lot of different influences that are kind of playing out. And it's not more of just like a, this is splitting us from college culture. It's really meant to kind of bring you in and mix both. Right. You can have culture, you can 
take part in college culture, but you can also be plugged into a community group. Yeah. So I actually went to the University of Tennessee my Which freshman I think year. is so cool. I know. A big Southern girl. Yeehaw. I know. The whole SEC school thing. Oh my gosh. Joined a sorority. Oh that. my yeah, god. Yeah. yeah, I think I like briefly remember that, but I we have to like do this over lunch I and know, I want to get to know more about that with, time in your life. It was so fun. I love Tennessee. Um, I ended up coming back just to save money. But anyway, so when I went down there my freshman year, I did the same thing where I was looking at clubs the first couple weeks with my roommates. And none of my roommates were believers or they weren't practicing. And I wasn't at that time either. But I just, I don't know. I had this like little inkling of that if I were going down, I was in a state where no one from my high school, I think no, one girl from my high school went to Tennessee as well, but I wasn't friends with her. I didn't know anyone else. Yeah. And also coming from Maryland, like there's not a lot of people from the same area. Yeah, there. yeah. And so it was one of those things where I was like, okay, listen, I know it's going to be uncomfortable. Go. It's going to be frustrating. It's going to be hard. But if I don't really put myself out there into making those solid groups of friends, I'm going to hate my time there. Yeah. And granted, I loved my roommates, so I was super lucky with that. But, so I did the same thing. I looked on Tennessee's club pages, and Delight came up, too. Actually, I think they had followed me on Instagram. Ooh. Like, the original, like, yeah. just Delight Ministries. Right. And then I I was like, oh, my gosh, their, their IG feed is so Cute. <laughs> um, which is very basic of me. And we love a good feed. We love a good feed. And so I started learning more about that, found that there was one on Tennessee's campus, and I decided to give it a try. And... I'm not gonna say like it wasn't the same as Eki's. I didn't go in there and I was like, oh my gosh, let me spill my whole story. This yeah. is great. I actually it was a bit it was a much longer process. So in the South too, since it's so much more kind of culturally acceptable mm -hmm. to be religious in Maryland, like I feel like it's half and half yeah, here. It's... But it's definitely not as widely accepted yeah. as it is in the South. Um and so all of those all of those college ministries were huge down there mm -hmm. and so delight was big down there i mean like there were hundreds of girls in the chapter and they a lot of them knew each other a lot of them had gone to the same camps you know the very quintessential christian yeah. stuff and i was sitting there i had no idea what i believed in my faith I wasn't practicing. I had, n I literally had no idea what I was doing. And so for the whole semester, I just sat there so quietly and I would come to every meeting and I wouldn't say a word. Aww. And I would just kind of take it in. And I asked, so we have these things called delight dates, which are where you get paired with either another girl in the chapter or you get paired with a leader and you talk to them outside of your weekly meeting. And so one week, towards the very end of the semester, I got paired with a leader. Her name is Abby, and I think she still works for them. She Aww. became, like, a regional director, oh, and now awesome. she works at their headquarters. And Abby was absolutely amazing, and I don't know what it was. I think we went and got coffee somewhere in Knoxville, and I don't remember it that much, but all I remember is sitting down, and we ended up sitting there for, I think, like, five or six hours. Oh, my gosh. And I don't know what came over me, but I just started asking question after question after question. And a lot of it was that I didn't understand how a lot of the girls in the Delight chapter seemed like they had a very... I don't know how else to explain it other than, like, a warm relationship with God, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And for me, growing up, either, it, like, on the atheist side or with 
kind of on and off Catholicism and very, very traditional Catholicism at that side, I always came from a place of fear. Like, I never understood how girls could, would say they talked to God or pray to God or did X, Y, and Z. I was coming from a space where it was like, you follow these exact rules and if you don't follow these, you go to confession and if the priest doesn't forgive you then like you're going to hell yeah and so I was just terrified all the time I was terrified of making any mistake I was terrified of even just moving forward in my faith because I thought that if I I quote-unquote did something wrong in my faith or when I was trying to grow then God would just punish me like I just always was worried about being punished being like fear-stricken and it was horrible yeah and so I sat there for five or six hours. I talked to Abby about it and she answered all my questions and it was great. And I mean, I think it was right at the end of the semester. And so she asked me to go to church with her and I couldn't because I was going back home and I was moving back home. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up leaving Tennessee, coming back to Maryland. And that is where I found my church, which is funny. I always think it's so funny that he and I don't go to the same church, even though we're so similar. Yeah. <laughs> Both of our churches are very similar. Yeah. They're very close to each other. They're very close to each other, too. They're, like, 20 minutes away from each other. Yeah. Um, But I found my church, Lighthouse, and it was just one of those things where, again, I came back. I, like, looked online because I realized I wanted to go. I I had no clue what different denominations had. And so both of our churches are non-denominational. And so I was like, you know, this is the easiest one. I can kind of start from scratch, relearn. And it was one of those things where I went in and the sermon was so good. It felt like it was just like written for me. But I will say that coming from Catholicism, it was terrifying. Oh gosh, because yeah. Because everyone was so happy and so welcoming <laughs> and so excited. And I'm not trying to hate, I know there's yeah. some amazing Catholic churches out there. And I'm... But it's just different. The vibe I'm, is different. I was going to say I'm grateful, but no. I, like personally for me, I... My interactions with Catholicism were very negative and I think that that's also where I can see how a lot of people leave the church and then kind of give it that one and done because it is so painful and hurtful and fear stricken yeah that's how I feel about most more traditional churches some branches yeah it's just I feel like a lot of people go through that section where they're it's just not welcoming and they feel like they're traumatizing traumatizing from Mm -hmm. not from being in that church yeah and that's how I was, I was so freaked out being in this church where people were like welcoming and so <laughs> kind. Uh-huh. And it did, again, it took me a while too. I feel like my testimony is one that was just very slow. I never really had one of those things that was like, an aha moment. This one event yeah. and it changed my life. Yeah. It's always been kind of a very slow, slow growth, burn. A yeah. slow burn per se. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that though. Big stretch. Big stretch, Ruby. So once I ended up finding Lighthouse and I went back again and again, I really, really learned to love it. And now I can't imagine going to another church. That church is my home church. Yeah. I absolutely adore it. Um, but I still was so new in faith that I've also, and that's one thing I feel like I've always been lacking is community. And again, it's like, I feel like I have yeah. a lot of friends and faith-based friends yeah but 
it was a long time coming and yeah. I really didn't prioritize it. And looking back, I think that's something that I definitely should have. I was the same, yeah. Because I was so, I was coming in from a place of, I didn't have that family background. Yeah. I didn't have those friends that could teach you. I was just kind of learning on my own day yeah. by day. Yeah. Um, and so at that point, I was in community college for a semester when I came back. And then I transferred to Towson as well. Yeah. And then I ended up, it was the, this is where our story is so similar, similar, is where I ended up getting into a relationship that was just, it was definitely not healthy for my mental health at all. Um, and when we ended up breaking up, it was one of those, like, like he said, like, yeah. I was absolutely destroyed. Yeah. Like, I was heartbroken. <laughs> It's, it's so funny, like, looking back at oh, it now, yeah. since we've both grown so much, but I... We bonded over our relationship bond, trauma. Both of us <laughs> were looking at it, and we would always yeah. be like, our life is over. Yeah. This is the best thing ever. And now looking it back really at it... It really was not. It really was not, but it's, <laughs> it's funny to look back on it now. But anyway, I went through a really, really tough breakup. It mm. was so... It just... It ruined me. I... And we'll talk about it more, and we kind of talked about it in our last episode, that I really stem my sense of self-worth and self-confidence in men yeah and that at that point I didn't have my faith necessarily to fall back on or it was still so new that I didn't know how to fall back on it yeah and so it just put me into the spiral of like consistent anxiety and not depression but just like I was so sad all the time I just felt like I had no idea where my life was going right um and then I do not know where it stemmed from again, but I ended up texting Abby randomly, who was a girl who kind of helped me find my faith when I was in Delight at Tennessee. And I asked her how she started her chapter mm-hmm. down in Tennessee. Yeah. And she talked me through it, and I talked to her about the fact that I still felt like I was so new in my faith and that I, I basically like didn't deserve to start looking at running a chapter because yeah. I was like there's so many girls who are more qualified yeah. than me there's so many girls who are stronger in their faith than me right and she really convinced me to kind of start the process with it and at that point I was just like you know what I have no idea what I'm doing I don't feel like I'm that strong in my faith um but I just prayed and mm-hmm. I really tried to work in my faith and God blessed me with some of the most incredible leaders yeah. and I ended up founding the Towson chapter, chapter of Delight and so I think it's a really cool for, I think it's a really cool full circle moment to think yes. that like I really had no concept of what faith was and you ended up coming, leading a group. I that ended up leading a group. Basically led to our friendship. Started my faith, then I was able to help other girls do the same. Yeah, and freaking so fantastic. Then, it's just been the seasons of ups and downs, and mm-hmm. obviously both of us are still. Working, you, you, I feel like you're never, yeah, you're never you're done. Never finished. Think, you were always kind of in those seasons of growth. Yeah, that was definitely something we probably would have tapped into for cultural Christianity and how, yeah. you know, people really don't see the, uh, <laughs> he's, he's so cute, how people really don't see, um, like, people think that Christians are just happy all the time. And, like, we're like, oh, yeah. Like, we kind of live in this, like, ignorant world of, like, everything's fine. You're like, I have God. Uh, God's going to fix all my problems. Yeah. It's and it's the true. complete opposite. Um, but we'll just have to get into that another time because um, we've got Rona vaccines. Yeah, and I'm about to get my vaccine. I'm so excited for you. Are you getting Pfizer or Moderna or Pfizer. Johnson & Johnson? Ooh, Pfizer gang. I also got Pfizer. Oh, I'm very great. excited. 
Okay, well, you're alive, so I feel bad. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, yeah, we definitely just talked for 45 minutes yeah. about our testimonies, and that's fine. That's what we're here for. Hope you I mean, like that's it. That's literally what a podcast is. We're yeah, just talking. Talking like I, we're your gal pals. Thank you guys so much again yeah. for joining us this week. We're going to be doing a dating Q&A episode coming yes. up, and then we also want to do one focused in a lot of the different aspects of cultural christianity yeah. right now so yeah. and we'll how fill that in. yeah i think it should be good i'm very excited about these upcoming upcoming episodes so stay tuned thank you guys for being patient with us we know we've been so late with all yeah. these i think we're gonna change it to bi-weekly for now honestly yeah we're both so busy we're swamped so we will see you guys next week we love you we will we love you bye, bye. oh my god he's so fun hi baby <laughs> that pulpit is bussin'! <laughs>